morning, beloved. Welcome to uh, our Sunday church. For our online audience, uh, you'll find us on Facebook if you want to know where we gather. If you live in Bombay, come and be part of other sons. Uh, our handle is at Beloved Sons of God. Uh, so write to us and then we'll tell you where we gather. Uh, for all our international audience, again, write to us, say hello if you've been blessed by our messages. Uh, below this uh, video, also there's a PDF file that I'll be putting, a link to it so you can open it up and uh, see all the scripture verses that I'm taking for today. Okay, so um, we got some amazing testimonies. Uh, and here that, uh, here that was such a, such an amazing testimony. Okay. Here and, uh, Jigar for those, uh, online who've not heard it. So they, they came in and I can share that, right? I, I met them, you know, they were on a <clears throat> verge of a divorce and, um, the, they both came into the kingdom. It literally happened in a day. And, uh, there's a miracle that Jesus has done in the Bible where he turns water into wine. Okay. And that is something ideally that takes place over a long time. If you want good wine. But the testimony is that in the Bible, it says that uh, the master of that feast said that you've kept the best wine for last. Like it's so, so good. That means it's something like takes about 10 or 20 years. Or I don't know how long, but it got done instantly. And literally God, uh, we saw God do that in their lives. And, um, you know, the, they have their own relationship going on with Jesus. And when Jesus comes and I told you when you switch on the light, uh, the light just doesn't fall on the thing that you're looking for if you've lost something. If it falls down, it falls on everything. So God just didn't come in their lives and fix their relationship. And, you know, I know that God is still working and doing amazing things. But he came and fixed, you know, small, small other areas also. Be it their business, be it, you know, things with their daughter. And um, just so blessed to hear that. So they just shared an amazing testimony of how they went to Goa. And they just had so much of favor there and abundance. And they just enjoyed themselves. So, um, yeah. Okay, so I'm really blessed to hear that. I haven't shared the PDF file. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I am sharing the PDF file right now, guys. So, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm just sharing it with you. Um, sorry. So, in the morning, I was, I had many, many things happening. <laughs> okay, I'll share that. So, uh, thank you, tech team. Our tech team comes here very early. They come even before me. And so we have video and someone's on the video, someone's on the camera, someone's on taking care of each element. And, uh, you know, it's just so blessed to be part and every son is doing it. Everything that you're doing, you're doing it unto the Lord. So, and uh, it'll just be multiplied back to you. You'll see it in your own lives. Okay. Um, yeah. Amen. Okay. So let's get to, uh, so today I'm sharing about uh, the message today is called prepare the way of the Lord. Okay. Prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, so let's just go into the word. Okay. I'm reading from um, Mark 1. So the coming of Jesus. Okay. Right from Abraham. We've had Abraham speaking about the coming Messiah. And then you had at different intervals in time. And then you had, uh, you know, Joshua. And then you had David. And then the word kept going out. And the word had to be spoken. And then one day finally that word Okay, comes and then John is the last one who's, who is declaring that Jesus is coming. Okay. And then it says that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. The word was spoken. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit, there is conception, divine conception that happens in Mary. How did even God make everything? It says that first there was darkness on the face of the earth. Okay. And the waters were there. And then it says that the Holy Spirit comes. And then God says, let there be light. And there is light. Okay. God created everything by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So today's word is very, um, I feel it's a little prophetic also for you. It's going to be. Um, <clears throat> so John is the one came just before the Messiah comes. And what is the word that is given to John? So Mark 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Now see this. This is what. John, everything that there is something that God speaks about all of you. Okay. Like if you want to know that what God speaks about you, open the Bible. Everything that he's saying is talking to you. Okay. But sometimes there can be a definite word about even what you're doing, like a calling. Like I, I, I told you, like I was way before, like even beloved started many years ago, I'd seen a pot, earthen pot. And I saw everyone had earthen pots. But when I opened up my earthen pot to drink, there were many fish in it. And then I knew I was called to lead a church. Okay. And um, so this is what was given to John. 
and see this. It says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. What did John come declaring? Prepare the way for the Messiah. That he's just coming, make the way, make the way for him. Okay, and this, it says here, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Okay, now let me just go down. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he, the coming one, Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Verse 9, it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the sea descending upon him, and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. In you, in whom I am well pleased. Meanwhile, the crowds outside kept expecting him to... Sorry, I think I've skipped a page. Okay, where am I? Immediately, the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan and was in the wild with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying... The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. You know what? Right since beginning from Abraham. Now imagine everyone is saying the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And maybe the people got tired waiting. And there was even like dullness. And then John comes. John is sent just before Jesus comes. Prepare the way. And it says to get them ready. You're going to read it in the next word. To get their hearts ready. To get them prepared that look, all that we've been waiting for, for years and years and thousands of years, he's coming. And then, I love what it says when Jesus came, it says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Like it's now. Okay? So I want to look at, um, we're just going to go and just see in, in, um, in Zacharias. Okay? Oh, uh, scroll down with me. I think I missed a page here. So I'm, I'm going to read it from here. Okay. Now, Luke 1. Okay. This is about <clears throat> Zechariah. Okay. And uh, Zechariah is John's father. Okay. So I'm just going to read that. Uh, Luke 1. During the reign of King Herod, the great of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah who served in a temple as part of the priestly order of Abijah. I may be pronouncing it wrong. His wife, Elizabeth, was also from a family of priests and was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous before God, living virtuously and following the commandments of the Lord blamelessly. But they were childless since Elizabeth was barren and now they both were quite old. Zachariah and Elizabeth didn't have any children. Okay, and it says here that Elizabeth was barren. Now, do you think that they, and, uh, you know, uh, it says that, uh, Zachariah went, he came from the, from the priestly order, from the Levitical priestly order, right? Of Aaron. So he must have gone into the holy of, holy place, okay? And it says here, one day Zachariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as a priest. He was chosen by casting of lots according to the custom of the priesthood. So the honor fell upon Zachariah to enter the holy place. And burn incense before the Lord. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Go ahead. Zechariah, okay, asked the angel, how do you expect me? Zechariah asked the angel, sorry, I'm missing something. You've gone to ahead. Yeah, Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear. But the angel reassured him, saying, now see this, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. 
God is showing grace to you for I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Okay? Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to name him John. Now see this. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness. Many will receive, many will rejoice because of him and he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink. But he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even while still in his mother's womb. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even when he's in the mother's womb. Okay? And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers and he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Have you ever seen a celebrity like I work with a celebrity just before even the celebrity shows up on any day on any shoot okay there's always a call before and there's like this whole preparation that goes on because he is coming get ready like the van is in place the lights are on everyone suddenly gets up everyone is taking their mark because he is coming and everything is ready and so john was sent there was a declaration done that john is going ahead preparing their hearts and turning them back to the fathers back to the children and it's it's saying that here he will prepare a united people who are ready for the lord's coming Okay, now I have a specific word for sons and beloved or those who are even listening. Okay, and I'm going to share that in a little bit. But I want you, just scroll down, go, go up again. Now, Zechariah and Elizabeth, do you think that they've been praying for many years? Like Elizabeth is barren. Okay, do you think that they must be praying for a child? They must be praying for years and years and years. Okay, but look at Zechariah's response when suddenly, now think about it. He is in the temple burning incense and angel shows up. How more glorious? How more glorious? Like an angel just showed up. Okay. But look at his response. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's go down. Zechariah asked the angel, how do you expect me to believe this? I am an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? So I don't understand if he's praying for years and years and years. And it's already said that she's old. So in my head, I'm thinking, one can be praying about something, but your heart is not even prepared to receive it. And today's word for you is, and I've spoken to someone, beloved, and I feel like Jesus is right here. To do something, and will you get out of the way? And let him do it. And prepare your hearts to receive what you've been praying for all this time. And maybe you've gotten so dull because you've heard it for so long and you cannot even hear the voice, prepare the way, because I'm coming. Okay? And so look at this, look at his response, okay? Then the angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand beside God himself. He has sent me to announce to you this good news, but now since you do not believe my words, you will be stricken silent and unable to speak. Until the day my words have been fulfilled at the appointed time and a child is born to you. Now imagine everyone is waiting, right? After Adam fell, everything that God had to do was through man only. It had to be through Adam. It had to be through a voice. It had to be through his prophets. The Holy Spirit would come and there would be a word spoken. And the word was spoken, spoken, spoken thousands of years. And then finally one day now, yes, in the fullness of time, that seed is coming into Mary. But imagine God is so excited that, John, you don't believe? Okay, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> because I don't want you to speak anything because I've been waiting for this day and I don't, nothing is going to mess this up. And I will mute you till my words that I've spoken are going to be performed and fulfilled in their own time. Okay? And look at this. Go down. Meanwhile, the crowds outside kept expecting him to come out. Uh, where am I? Okay, I'm, I'm back on my notes. Okay, expecting him to come out. They were amazed. Okay? Uh, and they were amazed at what is that? They were amazed over Zacharias' delay, wondering what could have happened inside the sanctuary. When Lee finally did come out, he tried to talk, but he couldn't speak a word, and they realized from his gestures that he had seen a vision while in the holy place. 
He remained mute as he finished his days of priestly ministry in the temple and they went back to his own home. Soon afterwards, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for the next five months. With joy, she exclaimed, See how kind it is of God to gaze upon me and take away the disgrace, the disgrace of my barrenness. Okay, I'm on verse 26. Now see this. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl. So now God sends Gabriel to, to Zechariah. And now God sends Gabriel to whom? To Mary, okay, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her, her and said, Rejoice, beloved young woman. Okay, or in another verse, <clears throat> let me just read what it says. Okay, it says, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will enthrone him as a king on the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Now see what Mary's response is. Mary said, But how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. In the other case, this guy, it's, it's normal because they already have Abraham, and in the, in the, uh, you know, in their Torah and everything, they've already heard that Mary, uh, when Abraham and Sarah had a child, they had it in, at what age? At 100. They already had these things of God doing the impossible. Okay? And there, Zacharias is praying, 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 but really, maybe he doesn't even have a vision of what it like, looks like to be pregnant or to have something that he's prayed for for so long. Okay? And here you see Mary because Mary is just wondering now, but you know, I'm a virgin. How is this baby going to come? Okay? So you see, look at Mary. But how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. And Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness, that means the Holy Spirit will fall upon you and God Almighty, Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. I love this. The barren one is now in her sixth month. She was called barrenness, it says. Okay, I'll read in another version. It says, uh, now Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Immediately something changing for her when the Holy Spirit comes upon her. Okay. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. I'll read this in another version. Okay. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Everyone say that. Father, let it be to me according to your word. That's it. And she just received it. She is like, yeah, I don't understand this. Okay, how is this going to happen? And then he starts saying, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and this is going to happen. And maybe she didn't even understand it. But all that Mary says, she was humble enough and graceful to just say, I may not understand, but let it be to me according to your words. Okay? And what does it say? Uh, then Mary responded, okay? In verse 45 it says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now I haven't, uh, I haven't um, read in the middle, but it says that Elizabeth and Mary met. And then suddenly the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped. And many people say, oh, it was stillborn or it could be. It can't be. Because it says in, in, we just read ahead that he, John was filled with the Holy Spirit right since his womb. If God has declared something, nothing can be dead. So I don't know where they get these stories from. Okay. It leaped with joy because it's with the Messiah. That's why it leaped to joy. Okay. And then it says, Elizabeth tells Mary, blessed is she who believed. 
for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Okay, what do I want you to do today? Believe what the Father says about you. I told you always, and beloved, I tell you, believe it just because He says it. She imagine Mary. This whole thing of virgin conception, even in today's age when we talk, we, we still have science, and they are doing other things and they're doing cloning and things like that. But imagine that time she was just, just so graceful. Yeah, I don't understand it, but let it be to me as you have spoken. Okay, and so why am I taking this message today? Okay, so I've I've spoken I've spoken to a few people here in Beloved, and I speak sometimes to some, and I feel sometimes they're praying for certain things, and that God wants to move, but sometimes I feel I need to pray for you, so that you get out of the way and you have another vision of what it looks like to be in the fulfillment of what you've been praying for. Okay, so I'll share a um, uh, you know this is a testimony. Okay, and um, so once I was called to. Um, <clears throat> to give the gospel or you know to share about Jesus to somebody okay and this person is in beloved and uh, they know I'm sharing this and now this person has just got like everyone like practically a lot of people in her family are already in the kingdom so I was supposed to meet her mother and um, uh, you know uh, and so now she told me that you know her mother she's been <clears throat> telling about Jesus for years and the mother is a uh, you know a little um, she she doesn't believe and she's got these patterns and she believes in this and uh, you know I've tried and uh, you know I don't think she's going to come into the kingdom now so I was just invited because her mother is in town came from another country is in town and so now I am going to her house now in my mind I'm thinking if any time I share about Jesus it's usually I'm bringing that person into the kingdom so I so I she's told me about this but so I I get ready I'm going to her house for dinner and in my head it's like okay so today she's she's going to come into the kingdom. That is what's going on in my head, okay? So I go to her house and I'm sitting and now I'm sitting on the sofa and <clears throat> uh, she's there with the mother and I start talking to the mother and now suddenly as I'm engaging with the mother, the mother gets locked into my conversation, okay? And 15, 20 minutes down, I'm like, so auntie, I said, come on, let's pray. And what are you waiting for? Come into the, the father loves you and let's pray. And she's like, she gives both, both her hands to me and then suddenly my friend goes, puts her hands down. Okay, no, 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 let's not force her. I was like, who should I be praying for right now? I don't know. Should I be praying for you? Or should I, you know, because we've been, and then, and then it hit, it hit her because, you know, she was so used to something not happening and seeing that person in a certain way that she had no vision what it looks like for the very fulfillment of what she's been praying for. And then it hit her and she was like, oh, it's happening. It's like, it took her a few seconds to realize that this is happening right in front of her, her mother getting saved. And then we prayed and her mother came into the kingdom and she had tears and now today she's on the oneness group. And then the seed works and God will work that out, okay? But even for that thing to happen, do you know that a stronghold got broken in her own head? And then after that, do you know that this person, because she saw her mother get saved, now her brother got saved. And now other members in her family, extended family, suddenly have started coming in like a waterfall. And then you think like, who did you have to pray for? At that moment, I felt like I have to pray. I think you need prayer <laughs> because something is holding you. Like you can pray sometimes, but you can be so sleeping and not even realize that maybe he's standing right there and saying, prepare your heart. That's what John is saying. Prepare the way of the Lord, meaning prepare your hearts. That all that you waited for for so long and now you've gotten dull. Prepare your hearts that he's here. The time is fulfilled. And sometimes today, this word, I want you to prepare your hearts. Because you've gotten so with your experiences, maybe it didn't happen before. But you're in the tree of life. And start believing again for those things and prepare your hearts for what the Lord is about to do. Okay, let's read ahead. Okay, so let's look at, let's look at John 5. Now, this is, this is a guy by the pool, okay? This Jesus is doing miracles. I've taken two miracles, uh, you know, healings that Jesus did. And these are long ones. Like one is 38 years, one is 18 years. These are long things, okay? But it's interesting that both of these were done on the Sabbath. The Sabbath, the day of rest, because they're not supposed to do anything. They're not supposed to work. And so even as they're resting, God is able to come and do something for them, okay? And look at this. It says here, after this, there was a feast. I'm reading John 5. There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called Hebrew, Bethsaida, having five porches. 
In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Now see this. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. Jesus knows you've been there for a very long time. It's not news to him. Okay. Jesus seeing him lying there and knew that he had already been there in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Imagine, imagine this guy, okay, because Jesus showed up, right? This guy may have seen John the Baptist. He's seen everyone that came. He's heard about all of those amazing things that God did. Waiting for the Messiah. I love because this story says that he didn't know who Jesus was. This guy clearly had no faith also. But Jesus heals and goes him, goes away. And he doesn't even know who's healed him. Okay. And this guy is waiting. And then imagine Jesus is right there. Right in front, whatever he's been praying for. Okay. And look at this. It says here, Jesus just asked him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Priya, you don't know my mother. I have told her about Jesus many years and she doesn't want you. Don't know my husband. We have taken, I've spoken about him. He doesn't like, you don't know my wife. Many people have tried to tell her about Jesus, but she doesn't like me going out. She doesn't like me coming in going on and on and on and then Jesus is just like can you let me do what I want to do can you get out of the way okay because you can you conceive can you even conceive what is I wish you I had a photograph to show you because her eyes were like open she couldn't even believe that she's saying I wasn't expecting my mother to come into the kingdom today I said what were you expecting Uh, maybe just some dialogue no 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 are you understanding like sometimes things happen so like it's like here I don't know how this happened how did this uh, how, how how did this happen? My marriage got saved in a day, turns water into wine. Because uh, with Christ, with Jesus, that's what he's saying. Nothing is impossible with God. That's what he's saying. Nothing is impossible with God. Okay? So look at this. This guy is giving excuses. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. I love what it says in verse 9. And immediately the man was made male made well, took up his bed and walked. Immediately. 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 In a second. I remember when I was sick, right? I was sick for three years. But that one day, and I just had so much expectancy because when I met Jesus, you know, I I used to visualize what I will look like. I was dreaming. I had this expectation because I didn't know. I had an expectation, but I didn't know how it's going to come. But I just got so excited. And I had this expectancy that anytime now, anytime now, And I want you to have that expectancy. Prepare your hearts for what God wants to do in your life. Okay? Look at this. And it says here, And that was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who he was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. You know, sometimes I feel like when people even come into my life and your life, don't be so worried. Like, yeah, pray for them, they get fixed. He went to the temple and it says then Jesus found him. At some point, like I said, like I'm, you're just, you're just doing a little work in a bigger kingdom of what God is already doing. And you're a member and you're, I told you about, uh, about, um, Swagata's life last, last, in one of the messages, right? I told Swagata about Jesus and when she went to New Zealand, I'm not there fixing her up with which church to go to. God, that God set someone in a path, gave her a Bible and now she's going and she's doing, I'm just in God's kingdom. You're a son. And you're just doing that little bit of watering or whatever that maybe someone is putting the seed, someone else is watering it. Okay. And it says here, look at this, that Jesus found him in the temple and then Jesus revealed who he is to him. Okay. Look at this. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. The, these long impending miracles are happening in rest. 
It's almost like they've given up. And now God can work. Can just come in and say, you know what? It's not by anything that you're doing. I'm the one who's doing it all in you and through you. Okay? It's a rest. That's why I told you all the miracles that happened on the Sabbath, there is no mention of faith. Why? It's because it's Christ doing everything. And it says, after you got born again, you've entered the Sabbath. That's why you rest and he works. And even as you rest, he's able to work in that area. There are some areas of my life and it's, it's really, it's, all I can say it's by grace. That I've done everything and now it's just, I'm, it's just by grace. It's by grace. And you come to a rest where it's all him. Okay. And all glory goes to him. So see this. Okay. Why did they want to, to throw stones at him? What were they, what were they against? Not that he healed the guy, but that he healed him on the Sabbath. Jesus answered them. My father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father. I told you this in the last sermon, making himself equal with God. That's the same as you. Then Jesus answered and said to them, them, most assuredly, I say to you, you, Sheetal, Hebron, Rishi, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the father does, the son also does in like manner. Who's working on the Sabbath? Who's working in your rest? The father is. The father is able to work when you're resting. Okay? For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. For the father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor you, that all should honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son, does not honor the Father who sent him. Okay? Let me read another miracle to you, okay? This is Luke 13. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues, again on the day of rest, on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. How many years is this? How many years was before? 38 years. And was bent over and in could no way raise herself up. It says in no way could she raise herself up. That means she couldn't. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately and immediately and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed again on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath. The Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to the water? to water it. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. I remember even when I was healed, I told you I felt something left me, right? When I was miraculously healed and I heard this word. But literally after those, in, in March, I met Jesus, I had an encounter. And as those months progressed, when I stopped looking in the mirror, and all I was doing was resting in the word. I was just resting. I came to a place of rest. And it was almost like even I was just resting, I was loosed. In rest. Okay? And something that had taken hold of me for three years or more years than that. Instantly, I was set free. Okay? And it says here, and when he had said, said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. What do I want you to do? What are you praying for? What do you have in your heart? Okay. And sometimes I feel God wants to, you know, it, the Bible talks about pulling down strongholds. Okay. And every high thing that exalts itself. I don't know. I don't care what experiences you've had. Even with those same people. I want them to get washed by the blood today. Because I believe I've had conversations with some. And I believe that he's right there. But you're not ready. And I want you to just get ready. And get ready means have a new vision. 
maybe you've been praying for it so long and like Zechariah, you don't even know what it means to have it fulfilled. And there an angel is standing right beside him. How much more glorious in the temple of God. It's not even outside. It's in the temple and he wants a sign. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to mute you because until the words that I have spoken will happen. Get ready. Get ready. Have a new thought. Have a new vision for what God wants to do. And you know what? I am telling you that start seeing that person or start seeing whatever that situation is through God's eyes. What does it look like for the fulfillment of this? Start seeing that. Okay, that is what it means. Prepare your hearts. Prepare the way of the Lord. Get ready. It talks about John turning their hearts, doing something where suddenly he's getting them all excited. Like, look, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And then he says, there he is. It's that close. Okay, and I'm seeing that happening. I saw that just, uh, you know, years ago with this person that I just shared the testimony about. And then after she changed, because something had to change in her, how come everybody in her kingdom started coming one by one by one? It's because something had to be changed in her. And so similarly, I can see that you're, you're giving me and you're speaking through experiences of how things have been with you and your words. But can you believe today that your words are spread on their life and they've changed? And those same people are going to respond very differently to you because it's a son speaking. And now it's saying, prepare your hearts, my dear. Watch what I'm going to do. Okay. Now look at this. Look at the 10 virgins. This is Matthew 25. When my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to 10 maidens who took their oil lamps, oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared for they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. What happens? You've been praying for something for so long. You just become dull sometimes and you fall asleep. Meaning, that's what happened to Zacharias, right? Like he's almost like sleeping, like he's praying something, but he He's not even expecting it to be answered because he's looking at like, she's old. How can this even happen? That's why he's like, how can this happen? And the angel goes like, then what have you been praying for? Why pray? If you, you don't even, you can't even conceive an answer for your prayer. Okay. And see, see this. It says, what happened when the bridegroom delayed coming? It says they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout. And this is what I'm saying to you. Get up. Wake up. The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. They're all sleeping. You've got all dull. You don't know what it's like. And now God is saying, get up. Wake up. Wake up. The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, Share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You have to go and buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast and the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us, let us come in. But he called back, go away, do I know you? I can assure you I don't even know you. That is the reason you should always, now see this, stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. What, what, what do I want you to get just by hearing this? That they got so slack, they were waiting and waiting and waiting and you just get slack because you don't even know what it's like to have the answer, answer given to you. Okay, and what is this? What are they saying? Wake up. Get ready because he's here. It's like that same testimony. She didn't know she's praying for her mother. Oh, I didn't expect it. It'll be today. I didn't expect that she's going to come into the kingdom. I thought you're just going to talk to her. Talk to her? No, I'm here to bring him in, bring her in. And what, what changed? She changed. And then everything changed. And now she realized that my words are spread in their life. And even as she's speaking, that same husband who's not been responding to her, suddenly is responding, has a party and all of these things, that same person is, you know, what's changing is you are changing. And even as you're waking up, do you know that everything is changing to you? 
and your circumstances, everything, even your circumstances are changing to who you are. That's why I said, you know, like people come in beloved and this is for new sons. I find it easy, right? Because they're fresh in and they've come right into sonship. But sometimes we can go through churches and you've come out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and it still leads to death. The tree of good and evil leads to death. And so you think like you tried this, you tried this, you tried this, it didn't happen. I said, now you're in the tree of life and wash out all of those experiences. Hear the sermon on forgiveness, uh, forgive to inherit. It's got nothing to do with forgiving as such. I've, I've told about, you know, letting the blood wash all your experiences, past experiences, so that you, you're not looking at that person or that situation or even, um, uh, even as something else that in your job or whatever you want, you're not looking at it through your experiences. But you're looking at it through the blood and what the father says. And what didn't happen for 10 years can happen in one moment. Even as you take a new thought and you start making the way for the Lord. That's what he's saying. Preparing the way, making the crooked path straight. Preparing the way for the Lord. Okay? Cyril's phone is active. So... Look at this Samaritan woman, okay? Now, this is amazing. This is Jesus. He gets tired. He's sitting at a well. And again, the Samaritan woman is this woman who's, who's had, uh, you know, he, who's had different relationships. And the one that she's currently with is not even her husband. And so I'm not reading all of that. You can go through that. That's in John, um, what is that? John, John 4, okay? But, um, I want, I'm gonna go quickly. I'm gonna go down to where, um, I'm going to go to Jesus telling her in verse 18, okay? You've had five husbands and the one you have now is not your husband and that you spoke truly. Now see this dialogue with this woman, okay? What he's, what she's talking to him. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Verse 21, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming. When you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Now see this. But the hour is coming and what is it? Now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, now see this, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. What is this one again saying? I know that he is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he right now. You are waiting? You're waiting, you're waiting. And Jesus is like, but it's right now. It's right now. Can you get so excited that you are able to, to have it right now? Okay. And now it says about the whitened harvest where Jesus looks up and says, I'm just going down. In verse 35, it says, it says, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? It's probably the seed time or whatever they were doing. And then he's saying he's probably in the fields and he's saying, isn't it like harvest after four months? That's what you are seeing. That's how you've calculated in your head. And now Jesus is saying, but look, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. Which eyes? Your physical eyes? Your spiritual eyes. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are ready white for harvest. Now. You are waiting for something you think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen. You've got so dull. And then can you be excited that it is now? Can you prepare your heart to receive it right now? Okay. I really believe and I've seen this and it just didn't happen once. I had it three times in this week or over the past two weeks. And I was speaking to people and I was like, I can see that God is wait, just here, wants to do something. And you are in the way. And what is in the way? How are you in the way? Is because you can't conceive that this can happen for you. Renew your mind. I don't care what experiences you've had, what you have spoken, but God is here to bring them in. In any situation. Be very excited. Okay? I remember telling um, the same person, you know, uh, this, you, you know this person and I'm just saying it, okay? And 
she wanted to have a, a Christmas party. And then she said that, you know, my husband is not allowing the son also to have a Christmas tree. So I went and I was sitting with her at her office, her workplace. And then suddenly the husband comes by and I was like, hey, what about, uh, you know, Christmas? Uh, I was like, you didn't come for uh, some party we had. Uh, he's like, okay, I'll organize one. And she can't believe. And then she calls up and says, Priya, he's gone and brought a huge Christmas tree for uh, my son. I don't know what happened. I, I love that. Is because, you know, th- when you are speaking, the father's, your, your, it's the father's speaking. The lost son will respond to you. How come from not having a party to praying and now this person is hosting the party? First it was you come and now it's like you come to mine. My Christmas party. And we had this amazing party and uh, everything is so different, okay? But everything started shifting. So now, do you know that she never puts anything in a box because she's amazed by what God can do. With him, all things are possible. And now all she does is she prepares her heart. She's preparing her heart for what it looks like. And now she's got so excited at, at what more is to come. So first there was a dullness because you've seen it for so long. It's not happened and your heart has grown dull. And then there's the voice of like, just prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Get ready because he's right here. That's why John is the last one. There's, there's prophets and prophets and prophets. And now John comes. He's here. That's what he's saying. And then Jesus comes and uh, John says, you know, don't, I can't baptize you. I'm supposed, you are supposed to baptize me, but, but Jesus is like, let, let scripture be fulfilled right now. So it should be right now. And then Jesus starts, okay? But what is John's is the last white saying? Not that he's coming. (laughs) He's saying that he's coming, but he's here because John was just born just before Jesus to prepare the way. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. For whatever you've been for 18 years, for 38 years, for a long time, just don't look at something through your experiences. Okay? Have a new thought. Have a new vision of what God can do in your life. Okay? And so what is Jesus saying? Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. He is having a conversation with the Samaritan woman. And this Samaritan woman is telling him about the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for the Messiah to come. And I told you, I think there are only two people that Jesus revealed himself as he. And Jesus is like, uh, yeah, I am he. I am the one. And look at her surprise. Like, what do you, what do you think went into her head? What? The very thing I've been waiting for is right in front of me. And then look at this. And man, it says here, she jumped up with joy. She went and told everybody. Okay, She left a water pot there. She said, come and see the man who told me all that I ever did. And then she went on saying, this is the Messiah, this is the Messiah. Okay? But now see what it says in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed. Now see this. Because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, not because of what Priya is saying. For we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. Not because I'm saying, it's because the Father is saying so. You know, you, I, I've been, okay, I told you, you know, last Sunday I shared about, uh, you know, when I first came to India, right? And like, it was three years with me and Jesus. I never had any Christian friend. And then I came to India and I joined like this church. And when everyone was running after a prophet and I would wonder like, why people run after people? You know, or why they come to me to pray for them? Like, that's so weird. Just go directly to the Father. Uh, you know, what is the prophet going to tell me that I don't already know? That's all fivefold ministry, right? But I, I went to church. I joined and you, do you know that I, I got sucked into and there was a point where there came a point where I was, oh, maybe I don't trust my own oneness with him and I need to hear from somebody else. That happened. Okay. And God had to shake every foundation and every word fall that anyone had spoken because he wanted me to come back to that place of prayer. I brought you in fresh. Remain there. Don't take on all of this. Okay. And he had to sift out a lot of things. And anything that I made my foundation that was not him, it fell. Okay, and I came back to a place of just trusting and being the beloved and trusting that Father, it's all you and me. My oneness with you, your oneness with me, just resting in that. Okay, and so it's, you can, you can have these things and you can grow dull, but prepare your hearts. Not because I'm saying so, it's because the Father's words have to be new to you. 
have to be fresh to you, have to be yes to you just because the Father says it. It's the same word that I'm reading and you're reading. But you can read those words for yourself like the Father is saying it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It says here, I love this, now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard and we know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. I can tell here about Jesus. But then Jesus showed up in her life and started doing all of these things. And now she's like, Priya, I don't need you. I have tasted him for myself. I know who Christ is. And that's what sonship is, right? It's your own personal relationship. That's why I always say, go to him with all things. And what he is saying to you is, prepare your hearts. Get ready, okay? Look at this, okay? Look at Exodus 12. And now, I love this. I'm just reading that bit, okay? Exodus 12 is where, uh, I told you, the children of Israel are in, are in Egypt, okay? And they're under these taskmasters. And now God has, uh, you know, God spoke to Moses that, Moses, you're going to go and deliver my children out of Egypt into the promised land. So God raises one guy up. Okay, and now suddenly they've gotten so used to being under slavery that their minds can't even conceive what it means to be like in the promised land. Do you know that that generation didn't make it into the promised land? It was Joshua and Caleb. Why? Because Joshua and Caleb had, a, it says, a new spirit, a different thought. That they didn't go and see the, the, the big giants in the land. They went and saw the good land that, the, that God has prepared for them. Okay, and so what, what does it say? But I love this verse. It says in Exodus, and thus you shall eat it. So now God does all of these miracles in Egypt. Okay, he, he makes the water into blood. Uh, you know, there are these locusts and there are frogs and all of these uh, plagues that are coming on. And he wants to bring his children out of Egypt, out of bondage into the promised land. The last one that he does, he tells them that now you're going to take a lamb offering and you're going to put it on your doorposts. And now when the, when the, when I come, the angel of death, it says there, okay, goes over, but he will, he will not pass over my children. God separating those who are his and those who are not. And then he tells them, when you are having the lamb offering, that is symbolic of Christ, okay, he's saying, I love what it says, he's saying, do it in this manner. And what is the manner it says? And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Supper. Why haste? Why the manner in which they should eat it? The belt on your waist, your staff in your hand, your sandals on your feet. That means you're ready to get out. A manner, because you've gotten so used to sitting here in the slavery, and now I'm saying, Get up, get excited, because after this, you're going to get out. And you know how they got out? They got out with the spoil. God, It says that God gave his children, the children of Israel, favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So they gave them silver, gold, or whatever they wanted. And they came out with much wealth. What was it about getting out with a haste? In a manner means get excited. <laughs> get excited. I want you to get excited. Take a new thought in that very area. Just see what it looks like to behold the angel standing next to you. And I'm just saying that, right? But Christ is in you right now. You're a son. But what it is look to someone declaring the good news that, look, the answer has come. But can you get out of the way? <laughs> because now you are so stuck up in not having it that, you, that you're becoming a problem for me here. And I want you to prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts, okay? Look at the... <clears throat> the Let's go to Corinthians. What, what have I put up there? 2 Corinthians 5, okay? Therefore, now, you got born again. You become a son of God. If anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? He is a, what is he? A new creation, a new species. That means God made Adam, Eve. He made the sun, the moon, the stars. He made all the animals. And then after 2,000 years, a new species came. God kind species, born of him, okay? A new creation, what has passed away? Old things have passed away. In Greek, this means ancient, your old ways. It means anything that is, you know, like palace, like your old patterns, everything, old things have passed away. Behold means look. 
What does it say? Read that. All things have become new. All things have become new. Now all things are of God. Now I want you to close your eyes. And I'm saying this. See the very area that you've got like these old things that you want things to change. And now God is saying, you are in Christ. You are a new creation. You are my beloved. Old things. Old ways of doing things. That relationship that you're struggling with and the, however you've judged it and you've seen it. Old things have passed away. Behold, I'm here to make all things new for you. Can you conceive it right now? See it. Be excited. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Okay? Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciling. Reconciliation. That means bringing something back. That's what he did with Jigar and Heer. Reconciling it. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses, means their sins to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That means, come on, now God is not mad at you. Through Christ, you are back home to your father. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, as though God were pleading through me. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, to be sin for me, that I, that you, might become the righteousness of God in Christ. You stand in the righteousness of God, right with God. Look at Isaiah 43. I'm saying this again to you. Do not, I repeat, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do it, says here, but he's already done it because he says here, if you're in Christ, he makes all things new. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? That means, can you perceive it? Can you prepare your hearts for it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. That's what, that's what John was coming and saying. And rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me and jackals and the ostriches. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. To give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. I'm reading that again. Do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing and now it springs forth. Shall you prepare your hearts? Can you prepare your hearts? Can you get excited? Can you forget all of your past in that area of 38 years or 18 years or what it looked like? No, nothing is happening. Or the Samaritan woman looking and saying, when is the Messiah coming? He's going to come. And he's like, uh, I'm right here. I'm talking to you. I just gave you some water. You know, and that intimate. And can you prepare that it's it's right there. It's right here for you. Okay. I want you to close today in prayer because I saw this and I, I really, I, this kept coming to me this whole week in two weeks. And I was like, man, God, want, I, I can see what you want to do. But I feel they're not, they're, some of their hearts are not prepared because they just keep talking about their problems so much. And I'm like, but it's all different now. It's all different now. You know, and I feel sometimes it's not them. You need prayer. Okay. And I started praying for some of you in tongues. So get excited. Close your eyes. Okay. Just say, Father, I thank you that your word is true. Let it be unto me as you have spoken. Yes. Father, now let's just give a spiritual tithe of this word. And even as we're giving a tithe, I want you to see the very thing that you're praying for, right? I want you to bring those strongholds down that we just read that he makes all things new, that you're a new creation. Forget your past. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from everything, all of those negative experiences also. Okay? And envision and start seeing, be excited, be expectant about what he is here to do in you and through you. Your words are spread in their life. Okay? And take that area right now 
And Father, just, just prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts, okay? Get ready. Father, we just say this. Father, I thank you. I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you are my high priest. And right now, I give you a tithe of all the increase that you brought to me. And just begin to worship him, pray in tongues. And in that very area right now, you know what it is. Take it to the Lord. Have a new thought. You're not going to talk about that situation in the negative from this day forth again. You're going to expect to see something new. And even if it doesn't, just keep standing in that truth that you are new, that you are a new creation. And all things have become new for you. And everything around you is going to change to you. Okay? Father, I just thank you for what you're about to do. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to show each one individually what you're prepared, what you're already here to do, Father. And you're going to, you're going to speak to them and I thank you that you're changing their hearts. They're renewing their minds. They're seeing things in a new way and making way for you in every area, Father, that you're excited to give them whatever they've been waiting for. In Jesus' name.